Welcome everybody, Sheer number 580. We're learning today, Okay, getting back to our malacha of Tzoveya, dyeing and coloring. So we finished off last time, the last year that we gave on Tzoveya, we were talking about the, uh, we mentioned that there's two, there's two views, uh, two shittas um, in reference to Tzoveya Ba'echlin, in reference to coloring foods. There are those who say that it doesn't apply Coloring does not apply to foods, and there are those who say that it would apply to foods. Lamaisa, we did say that the Shulchan Aruch does paskin um, that ain't Svi there is no coloring by foods. But we 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 did mention, we summed up basically, and we said uh, the Bir Alacha brings uh, the Sharetzian brings down in in reference to Bishel when he talks about the, with the coffee and everything. Uh, he does say, and it's brought down a couple of times that one should be careful, uh, if possible, where possible, to you know to go in conjunction with this view. So just to give an example, the another example, we spoke a little bit about it last time, some examples, I want to go through a couple of more examples and go through some various practical applications which would be okay where there would not be any problem, one would not, not have to worry about it. So it brings on the Sefer Lamates Malachas on page uh, 752. He says like this, according to the stringent opinion, the, the stricter opinion which we mentioned last time, adding coffee or tea, again in conjunction with the Halachas of Bishel, which cooking, which we're not getting into right now, which we have went through all that um, in a Klishlishi, and, and in general we're using a Klishlishi, a third cup, and so on. But the, the bottom line is adding coffee or tea, tea, when we say tea, we're talking about tea essence, um, is a question, could be running into a question of Tzaveya, according to the strict opinions, which we've been talking about in the last year. So then one who wishes to comply with this halachic view when making coffee or tea might therefore consider adding coloring ingredients first. In other words, the whatever is the colored ingredient should go in the cup first to cover all grounds, like we mentioned last time. In other words, if it's the coffee, so that's obviously darker, that goes in first. Uh, if one is putting milk into coffee, so obviously the coffee is um, the coffee is the darker the, the darker liquid. If it's tea, tea essence, the tea is the darker um, liquid. Okay, so we spoke all about all that last time. And the bottom line being, if even if somebody's putting milk, for example, into coffee, let's say, um, the mice will say, well, the milk is really lightening up the coffee. You have a black coffee and you're putting in the milk, you're lightening it up. But the bottom line is, milk is white and you're pouring in the black uh, into the milk, the black coffee into the milk. So obviously you're turning, the, the, the color is going to be a lot worse when you're making white into black or brown, as opposed to making black into a little bit lighter black or maybe brownish, you know, so that's not it. So in, in general, the concept is like that, plain and simple. Whatever's the darker color, have that in the cup and the, the water or whatever it is is being poured in, milk or whatever the case is, would go in to the darker color. Okay, so I just want to go in through some very, a few different cases in general, simple, simple cases uh, that come up whereby there would not be a problem on Shabbos. So the, uh, the Safer Shabbos Kitchen in the new edition... Rabbi Simcha Benim Konshlita brings down a, a few various different cases which uh, one might not even think about. For example, putting harain, one puts horseradish onto fish. Obviously, horseradish onto fish is going to make the whole fish uh, reddish and it's going to be, you know, flows right through or go through the guts of the fish. One has a piece of gefilte fish, for example. They put some harain on it, some horseradish. The whole thing is turning red. A white piece of fish now turns red, basically. Um, so, Lamai said that would not be a problem. He brings down, again, on, this is all on page 243 in the new edition of the Shabbos Kitchen. He says like this, it is permitted, it is allowed, one is allowed to put charein, horseradish, on top of fish. I have a white piece of gefilte fish putting the red uh, horseradish or charein 
on the fish would be allowed, even though the fish will become colored. Because again, we the, the, we want to keep in mind the concept, um, and and the main point, even more more important than the case itself, is the concept, and that is we're doing it for taste. Everybody in general, most you know, regular people, most normal people, put the harain and the horseradish on top of the fish because of the taste, and that's what they want. I mean, if if the horseradish would be white, so so be it. But it just happens to be that it's red. Okay, one might say, well, one second, the the reddish horseradish on the fish is that sort of like enhances the taste if you want to say but the bottom line is the horseradish is being put on the white fish for the taste they want the harain they want the horseradish together with the fish and that's the geschmack of shabbos with a shtickle challah whatever it might be and they're doing it for taste as opposed to enhancing the surface which we've been talking about whereby we're going to see the various cases um, you know in upcoming shiurim where that would be a problem when they're doing it for taste in general and it has to do with food we say in general we do say there is no problem when it comes to food same thing would apply with ketchup. Ketchup, as we know, obviously is red. Somebody puts ketchup on a on a piece of chicken or whatever the case might be, and uh, uh, you know whatever it, it flows on, it's smeared on, whatever the case is, and uh, the chicken becomes red, or the, uh, the somebody has a white um, chicken cutlet, uh, you know, um, a schnitzel, whatever the case is. And they put some ketchup on that. The ketchup's red. One second, I'm I'm coloring up the uh, you know uh, the chicken cutlet or the piece of chicken is now turning red. How could I do that? That's coloring on Shabbos. So again, the same thing. It would be okay because of the fact one puts ketchup on their chicken or ketchup in whatever they're putting um, because of the flavor and they they want they like the taste of ketchup together with that item. They're not doing it to make the chicken red or to make the uh, uh, you know the schnitzel red or whatever it might be. They're doing it simply for taste. So again, putting ketchup on all these various different foods, uh, you know, withstanding the, we're not getting into the the halachas of, uh, sometimes there's problems of lush kneading. Uh, we've spoken about that in the past when one mixes ketchup with mayonnaise possibly and various different type of mixtures, but simply putting ketchup on top of a solid piece of food, even though the piece of food is white, would not be a problem because they are doing it for the taste, even though the item is now turning red. In that case, we simply say, straight up, there is no coloring by foods. Now, one of the reasons why we did go through a few of the drinks, for example, with the coffee and the tea and so on, to try and be to the sheets is like the the Shara team brought down um, whereby there might be where there would be an issue of coloring by foods and that is because of the fact that over there one could avoid it because they could just simply have the dark color item like we said and pour in the light color item which was the water milk or whatever into the dark color color item and therefore thereby avoiding and in these cases there's nothing you can do what what what, what is what somebody going to put the horseradish on the plate and then stick the fish on top I mean you don't have to do that obviously there's no way to get around when you're dealing with juices and drinks and liquids, so it's a little bit different because of the fact that it all mixes together and one could very simply avoid um, those stricter sheets. But in these cases, this play is straight up simple. There's no problem at all. Another interesting example he brings down does the Sefer Shabbos kitchen. It is permitted, it is allowed to dip a piece of uh, challah or a piece of cake. Um, let's say challah obviously is white. Uh, somebody has, let's say, a piece of sponge cake and a sponge cake, and they want to dip it into their wine, into their grape juice. One wants to dip it into the coffee. Uh, they like the cake with the coffee or any other type of a dark beverage. So now the challah is becoming uh, dark, obviously, and uh, whether it's from the wine or whether it's from the coffee or the, or the piece of sponge cake or any other cake is becoming now dark. 
So maybe we say that that's a question of coloring. So the same thing would apply over here that uh, even though the challah or the cake will become colored, it would not be a problem. It is still permitted. He brings down the mice because, again, we're doing it for the taste of the food and not for the color. Now, we, we, you do, one does have to keep in mind a couple of things uh, which he mentions, which have to be mentioned in these cases, and that is, number one, um, questions if, if it's a, uh, you know, like challah or it's a question of cake and it's a hot coffee, Sometimes it's a cliché-ny, the coffee, it could be a second cup. cliché it could be a question of um, bishel achar afia, which is, if it's a hot coffee and it's a cliché you're dealing and you put a piece of baked goods into the achala or cake, then many times we one would be dealing with a problem of cooking after baking. So that is one thing one has to be careful, and there's another issue to be careful with when these things are soaked. For example, they put the chala, one puts the challah into the grape juice, into the wine, into the coffee, or the, or the cake, and they start to suck it out. That could be also running into a problem of extracting the liquids and schita, dash, which we've been talking about um, for quite a number of shiurim. Uh, so that is also something one has to keep in mind. Now, just to put it, if there's no question of cooking, let's say the coffee is, uh, you know, it's not Yatzeledis, but it's 100 degrees, it's very lukewarm. Uh, or, or it's a klishlishi, it's a klishlishi. Then even if it is Yatzeledis, there's no, on a klishlishi, there would be no problem with baked goods, baked goods like cake or challah, um, putting it into a hot coffee in a klishlishi, in a third cup, that would be no problem. In other words, the, the urn is, the first is number one, second cup that you pour it into is number two, and the third cup that's poured into after that is a klishlishi, that will be fine. Um, but so, so then one goes and sticks the cake in there or the challah in that coffee, and then they're not sucking it out, which could be a problem of extracting the liquids on Shabbos, but just simply putting it in their mouth and eating it, that is perfectly fine. You don't have the problem of cooking bishel, um, and one sticks the whole thing in their mouth and they just eat it, or they take a bite out of it. They're not sucking on it. They, they just take a bite. That's perfectly fine. They're fine. The fact that some liquids get extracted by biting, that's not the issue. It's just they, they bite it, they're eating it. It's just as long as they're not sucking on it, that sometimes runs into a problem. But again, getting back to our subject, we don't get too much off of the, on a tangent, um, but Lemaise, as far as the coloring part goes, in these cases, it would be perfectly fine. Like he says, it's permitted dipping the piece of challah or cake into the wine, coffee, or so on, um, in conjunction with the tzeveya, the coloring or dyeing part. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Thank you for listening. Atzlochem, bracha, kol tov.